Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with us and I'm. Hello everyone. Hello listener. I'm Maggie, since Sean requires you we introduce ourselves. Every time. Introductions oh. are pretty common, I think. You can just say, oh, now we don't I'm have Maggie to. and I can say, I'm Sean. We can just stare at each other in silence sometimes too. <laughs> I think the listener will get the general vibe of what's happening. <laughs> I think. We just lock eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the listener gets silence vibes. <laughs> they catch that. Yeah, it translates well to radio. So how are you today, Maggie? I'm fine. How are you? You're fine? I'm fine. you like lady fine? Or are you like fine? Well, Endgame, I saw Endgame yesterday and I have Game of Thrones epic fight battle tonight. So I'm fine. My no. mental state is fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm going to see Endgame for the third time on Thursday. I'm going to see it in IMAX. I'm very excited. It was actually filmed in IMAX. I want to thank uh, listener friend of the show, Matt, for letting me know that the, uh, that, well, this movie, I guess, is only the second movie for the whole entire thing to be filmed with IMAX cameras. And I think the first one was Infinity War, from what he was telling me, which I honestly, I didn't even know about until he was telling me. And at the same time, it also upset me because they haven't released a, a, uh, uh, version of it on home video that reflects the fact that they filmed in a taller aspect ratio one that would you know fill the tv screen basically if they reduce the imax footage a tv screen isn't the same aspect ratio as an imax screen wee, 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 wee. that's but, me sleeping yeah that's fine uh it's not this quite the same i mean an imax screen is almost like a, a square i think um <gasps> Oh, actually, I don't, I don't know oh, the actual thank aspect God ratio. God made me actually really yawn. <laughs> uh, but it it would be nice to get to have that footage on <laughs> on home video, and I don't know why they haven't released it because a lot of other movies have done that, like uh, Dark VHS. Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises had portions that were filmed in IMAX, and they you'll see the aspect ratio flip back and forth no, between traditional. <laughs> I theater. assure you, I will not uh, see well, that. I notice, I notice <laughs> it when they when they do it. So it'd be nice to have those movies, and they're as close as possible to the aspect ratio of IMAX. Uh, so anyways, we, uh, we saw the movie, you saw the movie. If you want to actually hear what we think about it, we're not doing a spoiler cast on it because we went live on YouTube yesterday with a friend of the show, Steve, SD and Rob for two and a half hours. So go yeah. to our YouTube channel. We cover a lot of stuff there. So it's kind of not necessary. Obviously we, I enjoyed the movie. Maggie said on the drive home and I think, this was this kind of slipped out. I don't think she meant to say this it out was loud. Like, it was a random uttering. Yeah, where is she? Spontaneous but no one was uttering. talking. It was like one of those memes where it's like nobody colon Maggie. That was such a good movie <laughs> out of nowhere. It was just out of nowhere. We're, we were talking about it. And so despite her reaction and uh, the, the fact that she was upset by some things, she really enjoyed it because it's an amazing movie. So I, it, it was a good movie. Highly recommend it. It if, was satisfying. If you've watched, I think some people are, you know, there are people going out to see this movie that haven't watched the other movies. And I think that's a little weird. That's, I'm not saying you have to watch all of the other movies because you don't, but you uh, should have at least watched about uh, at least five of the other movies. You should skip Thor 2, Incredible Hulk, and you should probably skip Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange, I think, is kind of essential 
in a way. Actually, yeah, it probably is. Uh, even though I, I'm not a, like a big fan of that movie, but there are a lot of movies you you can absolutely skip. Uh, you you can't really skip. You need to at least see Guardians of the Galaxy one. If uh, it, it, it probably, yeah, at least the first one. You need you don't need to see Spider Man. You don't need to see Hulk. You don't need to see any of the Thor movies on it. So you can get his vibe from. Nah, the Avengers you should movies. definitely see Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is I'm not I'm not saying you should avoid these movies because they're not good. I just mean, like, if you haven't watched any of these movies, but you're jumping on the hype train for Endgame, you you need to see, you know, Captain America one, probably all the Avengers movies, which there's three other ones on video. You need to see Civil War is absolutely essential and Infinity War Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, those are the ones that pop off the top of my head as essential viewing before you go see any game if you if I feel like you have to see most of the movies though because otherwise you just aren't attached to the characters like you need to be and with with the fact that there, this is like 22 movies I mean it is a good idea to watch all of them because as I was saying uh, on our live stream it, it, with 22 movies it, it's literally the same length as a season of tv so, but then, I, and then I went and did the math, and it's like fifty hours of programming is essentially. But what my it works point out is, to. you wouldn't want to miss an episode in a season, right? You wouldn't want to miss an episode. But what it actually relates out to, as far as hours of programming, is it relates out to a a series of TV show, is what hours wise. So by the time Game of Thrones is over, it's about, going to it's be forty six hours. I'd say. Uh, uh, because each movie is about two hours until you get to Infinity War. Um, so, and, and Game of Thrones is, is going to be 73 episodes by the time it's over. Okay. And they are anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Yeah. So you're looking at about like 70 hours of programming there yeah. or so, like 65 yeah. to 73 hours. If you watch on. all the Game of Thrones. Right. Which... You should, if you're watching Game of Thrones, you should be watching all of them, right? Like you don't that's just, what I mean. Like as far as you don't wouldn't want to skip around. You want a skip. season of TV, right. so it's I the same thing. I wouldn't really recommend skipping around. But there are definitely are movies that you don't have to watch. Like you don't have to watch Spider Man. I love the Spider Man movie, but it's it's not essential uh, to understanding. I highly recommend it because otherwise you're not as invested in. The well, Peter yeah, Parker but that's character. for all the that's all the characters though. But yeah, so why the hell wouldn't you do that? Uh, oh, I have some stats, too. It's breaking all kinds of box office records, which is great. It's opening to over $350 million in America. It's going to be the first movie to open worldwide to over a billion dollars. It's at uh, $1.2 billion estimates as of the time of this recording. Uh, it's just it's doing gangbusters, which is great because it deserves it. Gangbusters. And a lot of people are going to see it, and it's decimating a lot of the recent Star Wars records, which is good because those movies are terrible. It's nice to see that Star Wars is being Man, they played that succeeded. Star Wars trailer before this movie. Yeah. I was like, boo. <laughs> it's, so, it's so lame looking. All right, yeah. so I have, uh, I'm going to move past the Avengers stuff. And Good. talk about I have like a little do story. So uh, don't let it be Hellboy. I see that picture on your iPad. It's not Hellboy. It's Heckboy. Uh, listener. Friend Jeremy posted on our on our wall a an image that was going around social media of a movie theater marquee that lists the movies they are playing Dumbo, Captain Marvel, Shazam and Heckboy is on this marquee. 
dude. I think that would be such a funny movie. Heck boy. And it was like, oh, gosh. So that was going around. So uh, the uh, vulture contacted the theater owner. So where was this at? Let me see here. I don't want to read the whole article. Okay, so this was in Dixon, Tennessee. And they are they are playing heck boy and theater owner uh, Belinda Daniel. She owns the Roxy 8 movie theater in Dixon. She doesn't like to put she likes to edit out any offensive language in movie titles so as not to corrupt the minds of students at the neighboring elementary school. Okay. The Roxy also sits across from uh, across the street from a church. She does not want to invoke God's wrath by advertising films like Hellboy. That's that's exactly what. Here's a quote from her. It says, uh, to my knowledge, we have never put any words on our sign that may be seen as profanity. This is the way I believe this is thus. This is the way we conduct business. Hundreds of children pass by our sign daily and we want to be respectful to them, our employees and everyone. And heck boy. Uh, she also said, as it turned out, our play on words became a little more exciting than we expected. We are glad that we could share a small bit of our great community while also sharing a laugh with the rest of the world. And I just find this so stupid because I've read this book one time called the Bible. I was going to say, isn't the word hell in the Bible? (laughs) And it's like, they say hell a lot in the Bible. It's really in there a lot. I grew up saying hell a lot. They were. They also talk about like jizzing on the floor or whatever instead of like... (laughs) Instead, like, right? Don't they talk about that? Like, I spill your seed, like, next yeah, to Yeah, don't like, spill your seed. I've, yeah, I think there's penalties like, or something. Yeah, for, for they're wasting, like, wasting your spunk. Yeah, like, don't, furniture or like whatever. don't jizz on the TV. Yeah, don't, don't jizz I think on I'm, the electric fans. I think I'm, com- I think I'm combining Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, you're mixing in some other stuff, but that's okay. But, like, it's I just the combined same. it with Ren and Stimpy. So. Yeah, <laughs> so it's all the same. But yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff. But yeah, it's it's just weird that hell has got changed to heck boy. Like kids kids say hell all the time in the church. Like that's straight out the Bible. Straight out the Bible. It should have been the like H E double hockey sticks boy. I mean he wasn't called fuck boy. Just hell boy. That's a totally different movie. That's a, yeah, that's a different thing altogether. That's that Andrew Kanan and do you do Sorry. you have any news articles or anything you want to share? You know what? I will share a quick news article. I wasn't gonna yeah. But now that you've asked. You got some for uh, I'm going to share a local one. Both uh, Logan and Esty were telling me about an article where I think it was over in China, like Hong Kong or something, that they beat the shit out of some guy that was leaving the theater after seeing Avengers Endgame, who was shouting spoilers as yeah. he left the theater. And they just beat the ever-loving shit out of this dude, which is, you know, that that's too far. Is it? It is too. Uh, you don't need to beat the crap. I mean, a, a good slap in the face, a good punch in the face, just to let them know, like cut it out. That's fine. You good, don't need to. A good pantsing. Yeah, you don't just need pants, to hospitalize okay. the person. That's that's way too far. What I learned from Thirty Rock is sharking. Sharking, you can do sharking. But if it's, but it's a, a guy, dude, it's not, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not quite the same. So here is an here. This is this is local. Oh, I was wondering why you were reading that. It's so tiny. You should bring it up on your iPad. <laughs> like, good Lord. I could just hit this button and it will bring up. Oh, that's. What that's is a, that? That's, that's a bitmoji. You and who is that? That's SD and I. And you're fighting a dragon. I'm eh? fighting a dragon in my bitmoji story today. Level one dragon. If you have Snapchat, there's something called bitmoji stories. And it will be like you and one of your bitmoji friends. And it'll put you guys into silly stories. And it put me and Esty into this really fun story of us fighting a dragon. 
So I took a screenshot. I just want to give a shout out to our listeners who joined us, Rob and Steve and SD. Thanks for doing the the live chat. Matt, Matt wasn't sorry, able to make didn't it. make it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will absolutely, I, I don't know when we'll be doing another one, uh, but I can say for sure we will be doing one in December with the new Star Wars movie. We, we might do some in, in between now and then. I don't know. But for Star Wars, we'll definitely be doing a. We'll do uh, Star Wars chat. for sure, and then yeah. we might also do Spider-Man, and then I have been kicking around the idea, because I really like the idea of picking a movie, just like a movie that we like, yeah, and doing a kind of like a book club. Yeah, and but doing a live chat. Doing live with, chats, with like with movies. That we could, could do listeners, fun. and then like if any Patreon patrons wanted, they would be invited as well, yeah. as just like a Patreon perk. Right. And then, of course, friends of the show right. would be invited. So, my new story is actually from a local Catholic church. My and this, favorite religion. This is a bulletin that they For put me out. to poop on. Sorry. They put this bulletin out on the 27th. And it's pretty long, so I'm not going to read the intro, but I am going to read the important part. On Wednesday of Holy Week, I received some very difficult news that I need to share with you this weekend at Mass. And by the way, this letter. Our Vision 2020 team now, let me tell you what that team is. This church is a church that I attended as a child, and their Vision 2020 team is rebuilding the entire church. Like, it is expanding to massive proportions. This was a awesome. very nice church to begin with. I've seen it. I've driven past it. So Yes. So, it's for not, some it's reason... It's not in bad shape, by any means. For some reason, they are expanding to massive proportions. But okay, fine. A lot of parishioners, apparently. Okay, fine. So they've been working with this construction company. I'm not going to name the church or the construction company, but they've been they've been working hand in hand with this construction company to renew our church. By all account, the project has been going extremely well, both on time and on budget. On Wednesday, the construction company called to inquire as to why they have not been paid or how, why we have not been paying our monthly payments for the last two months, totaling approximately one one. Point seven five million dollars. Yeah, that's two months. That's two for months two of months payment. of payment. Two months. Two months. This was shocking news to us as we have been sending wire transfers of this amount and they were confirmed. I contacted the Brunswick police, our bank, the construction company and the diocese and the FBI was also brought in upon deeper investigation we found out that we were led to believe, meaning the church, that they had changed their wire instructions with us. So here's the long and the short of it. They were fished. Yeah. Someone had gone and sent them an email and was like, hey, we, uh, you know, this is, we're totally this construction company. And like, right. this is totally our send, new banking information. Here. And rather than calling this local construction company right down the road yeah. and being like, did, did you just send us an email? Did you guys update your bank? Right. Just to They confirm. were just like, okay. <laughs> Almost like, $2 million. Cool. They were like no these thanks. monthly payments of $1 million each. Yeah. Because this is like a three or four million, excuse me, three or $4 million project. They were like, okay. And then they updated it without checking. Mm. And so, okay. I have a lot of things to say about that because so the just the fact thing. that a church has that much money just on hand 
in cash. And then every week they are begging for, you know, they want people to pay their tithes and offerings. Well, they have. An, so I went on the website to see because I, this news story was sent to me. This is not it's not being advertised, obviously. Yeah. Like it's not up on their website. It was emailed out to parishioners and handed out to parishioners. Yeah. And because it's in our city, obviously it was sent to me. Yeah. So I went on their website to see if I can find it publicly announced and of course it was not yeah which it'll be i'm sure it'll be on the news like yeah. local catholic church, church scammed, scammed by nigerian church. prince or whatever so i go on their website and the first thing on their website is automatic giving sign up for ach here holy shit dude whole you're just trying to piss me off now aren't you you're just you're just reaching right under my fingernails yeah, like, that's the first Lord. thing on their website. So they had a back page to this paper one that was and which that wasn't scanned in. But someone sent me the email that yeah. was sent out. Yeah. So I saw the back page and the back page was like, was my account information accessed? Have you been wiring my ACHs right. to right. the Nigerian prince? Like, where is this money going? And they're like, no, that's maintained by Key Bank. We haven't we haven't given any of that. So why are these millions of dollars in your construction account not being maintained by KeyBank? Why are the wire transfers being maintained by your 90-year-old fucking bookkeeper? Like your organist slash bookkeeper. Right. <laughs> your organist slash hymnist slash whatever. Right. At the church. Now, I don't know her. Obviously, right. that's not real. That's yeah, we, me don't, making, we don't know. We don't know anything about who's in charge of that. We're making fun assumptions here. But why... Didn't you have the bank initiating these wire transfers and handling that amount of funds? That is negligence. Well, here's the thing. It's all in God's hands, babe. I don't know if you know this, but it's a church, man. Well, they don't the need thing. to be the fiscally whole, responsible. This whole fucking thing is all about like, we're praying. We're praying on it. Don't worry. We're praying on it. Why did God let that happen? God pray. did this to you, man. You know why God let it happen? Because they paid four, or I'm sorry, $3 billion about pedophiles. $3 billion to cover up the pedophile situation. So God was like, this is the least we can do is take 1.75 from this little church in Brunswick. It's fine. Well, um, the reality is, you know, God. That's not real. <laughs> they're just. I was making just, a joke as well. <laughs> I know, but. But yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't gonna, even. That's not the. Fucking wrap my head. So yeah, that's my new story. That's this so week. ridiculous. Here's a new story for all y'all. The uh, this little church would had this little church had just in, in Brunswick. This little itty bitty church in this little. Not like, heavily populated. Not, not heavily populated and not well off. Like we right. are the Pawnee to Strongsville's Eagleton. Yes. We are not the well off community. No. And they in two months were trying to pay out one point seven five million dollars to make their already nice church even nicer. And they are also a STEM school. Like they're a very, very nice place. And they're I'm not a saying bank over there. Man. Yeah, they're fucking hand over fist bank. It's all and, about money. It's not about God. And they were targeted. And you know what? That would be, oh, well, that would like, be, you know what? I, if those I had, scammers got scammed and I'm not even fucking sad about it. Sorry. Sorry. I, I think if I had the infinity gauntlet, I would snap my fingers and I would make it so no one attended any churches 
ever again. Okay, that's going too far. <laughs> no, like, it's I don't not. I, I don't it's agree really with that not. because you know what? People They're all can scamming believe. people. They are scamming people. People can believe what they want to believe. They can I, believe, however, but you don't have to do it at a church. You don't have to give money to an organization to believe what you believe. Yeah, the scamming, I didn't say they would stop believing in no, God or lose their belief system. If I system, had an infinity gauntlet, they would stop. When, if I snapped my fingers, it would be so that scammers couldn't scam people anymore. <laughs> There's a difference there because... People can go and gather together because there are strength in numbers and you do need that support system. And I'm fine with a. I didn't with say a they could gather together. I'm fine with a church as an organization of believers in something. I'm not fine with the scamming and the scheming and the politics and, and that's the what money. I would want to get rid of. But that's the that's only way to get rid of it. Though. Rid of if they can't, if all these churches lose their parishioners. And again, I'm not eliminating people's belief systems. I'm not eliminating their ability to gather together. I what I would eliminate is this organized version where it costs people money to do it, which makes no sense. Yeah. People should be able to gather together and study and, and worship without paying a cent to do Correct. it. Correct. It shouldn't cost you any money to become the best version of yourself, truly. Yeah. It, and it's, to that's, that's all bullshit. And to to achieve whatever type of enlightenment you're after. It shouldn't cost you money for that. Like there's that that Bible verse that says like wherever two or three are gathered. I know, am there or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. But I also I mean, I but you know what? I went to Catholic school that was that was paid for. Yeah. In abundance. Yep. And I actually went to that school for one year and it was so fucking miserable there. I hated it so much that I asked my parents to transfer out and they let me transfer out after one year because I was like, this is fucking awful i hate this place so much yeah my parents let me transfer after one year that's bad when a like a student is like dude i can't go here yeah and i i went to a lot of schools i went to one school for first through third one through fourth and fifth one through sixth uh that <laughs> one yeah. and then one through seventh and eighth and then one through ninth or twelfth no. I went through a lot of schools. And when i go to one and i'm like bro i can't attend this school like it's a garbage <laughs> school bro and my parents who my parents who didn't even like me were like, you know what? If you say it's bad, it's got to be bad. <laughs> that's that's a sign. So I have a hard time feeling bad for them. Oh, yeah. I don't feel bad Just for them saying. at all. Again, you know, it, it's I do. I don't condone crime. That's not what I'm no, saying. But also it's and, you know, some of those organizations, because they do have people that have been there for so long that are in charge. That's, of that's what I said. Stuff. I was talking to someone else about it. I was talking to someone I actually went to high school with about it. And I was like, this is what happens when you have a 90 year old bookkeeper who won't retire to allow yeah. the next generation to enter the workforce right. because these boomers and, <laughs> you know, they won't they won't allow people, which 90 year olds aren't boomers, but right. that's they're the silent generation. But they they won't allow the next generation to enter the workforce. They just hold on to these positions that are grossly overpaid for their generation, which if they would leave. They would allow the economy to grow because then they could have the next generation. It's fine. It's oh, fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine. That's not why we're here to talk today. Preach, sister. Oh, right. I could tell you why I'm here today. So in light of celebrating the awesome conclusion of the Avengers Marvel Universe as we know it, <sighs> I thought I would do. <laughs> so I've been watching. Let me let me digress a bit. 
I've been watching a bunch of the Marvel movies, not in any particular order or anything. I've kind of just been cherry picking whatever I felt like watching at the time, mostly based on whether it's available in 4K or not. And (laughs) bumming me out along the way. And making observations or drawing Maggie's attention to certain things. Because I saw it without her first, so I I knew how everything went, but I didn't want to. Oh, let's talk about that, though. I know we talked about this on the uh, on the live stream. Can we just talk about the fact that. I took Logan to go see the movie on Thursday night. Mason, first of all, sold his ticket to Logan for a video game. Logan bought Mason a video game. Hold on. Let's tell the reason why you only bought two tickets. So Logan was supposed to have a previous engagement. Right. And you were going to be driving. And I was going to be driving. And it turned out I ended up with a work engagement that night. So it worked out really well. So it was just going to be me and Mason originally. And... Mason doesn't have much. He only likes to see very certain movies. He wanted to see this movie and it, we he ended up going with us on Saturday morning when the whole family went. Uh, but but I also explained to him, like, well, if you see it Thursday, you're also going to see it Saturday because I have tickets for both. And then Logan really, really, really wanted to see like the Logan movie. didn't want to go to school if he couldn't see it. Yeah, he was so worried about spoilers and everything. So Mason relented. And for the cost of an older video game, not like a, a full price one or anything, he he gave Logan his ticket. And so Logan and I went and apparently as soon as we left the house, my darling wife and co-host here. Oh, betrayed I didn't trade me. I didn't know that's what you trade me. I didn't know that's what you were going to share. Betrayal. And looked up spoilers. Yeah. For the movie. Well, because dear listener, as you know, I didn't intend to go at all. You knew you were going Saturday morning. I told you. So I, bought you a I didn't intend to go at all. And <laughs> then Sean bought a ticket. And I was like, okay, but I'm going to spoil it. Like, I was very upfront that I... You say that a lot, but I've never... I don't remember you actually spoiling... I don't remember you spoiling Infinity War for yourself. I didn't do that. Or any other movie. So So, I didn't... I thought you were just threatening me to get my goat kind of thing, mess with me. I didn't expect you to actually do it. That hurt my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Sean, like... I was wounded. Sean, that... Was it Thursday night or was it Saturday? I don't know. Thursday night. He literally said to me, I forgive you. Is that was that the night you said it? I don't remember. One of the nights he was like, I forgive you. We don't have to get divorced over this. And I was like, um, <laughs> I didn't know that was so bad. And th- but here's the kicker, though. Here, instant lesson learned for Maggie. Holy shit. Do I regret it? I can't even tell you how much I regret spoiling it. So what? Ha- and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. So you're safe if you haven't seen it. So what happened was I Googled who dies endgame. And the problem is there's no way to find out the whole endgame story and the depth of how the deaths happen in full. Right. Yeah. So you can get like a list of names, but it doesn't matter like those. But then also what happens is every time the characters who die come on screen. You freak the fuck out because you're like, are they going to die? So you spend the whole movie. Well, you know they're going to die. So you're anticipating. Right. Right. What was, I mean, it's like, you're like, is this it? Is seeing this it, it? Is this the it? second time, just me seeing it the second time, I I teared up way more the second time than the first time because so, I knew what was coming. And with that uh, anticipation, it actually made it worse the second time. Yeah. I had tears streaming so what, down my face. So what happens is don't look up spoilers if you haven't seen it because I think most people know that. But I'm glad I think you've learned your lesson, though, because what happens is you you fucking you go into it with anxiety through the roof 
because every time they show the characters who are going to die, you're like, is this how is this when they die? Is this it? Is, is this it? And then. And then what happens is you can't appreciate anything about anything that they're doing because you're so upset because you're so hung up on what you know is going to happen already yes and you can't you don't know anything about what goes into it right so like you just have such a such a like wireframe of what's going to happen yeah that you don't you're waiting for these bullet points to occur yes and you can't like and the movie's way better than just a few bullet points yeah the movie is so in depth and it really like it wraps up the marvel universe beautifully beautifully all these movies culminate dude you guys know how much i hate crying in movies i started crying (laughs) immediately (laughs) you wouldn't have if you didn't you would have just been anxious the whole time no that's not true no there's some touching stuff in the beginning for sure you guys the second stop no into spoiler territory no i'm not okay no, I'm not. Anyone who the second you guys watch it, you'll understand why I started crying the moment. <laughs> the because there's not like the usual Marvel credits and stuff like there normally is. It just starts immediately, and you just you you just immediately start crying. You're just like, okay, this is terrible. You started crying at Captain Marvel because they did the Stan Lee tribute in the Marvel logo. Yeah, that was touching though. I teared up at that too though. That was. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Madeline just saw Captain Marvel yesterday and she was like, that was sweet. And I was like, and then I explained to her the whole Kevin Smith part yeah. of Mallrats. Yeah. And I was like, that shit. Yeah. That, that shit had me well enough too. All right. So anyway, so in light of all that, I decided I'm going to go over a brief comic book history of Captain America. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I, I wanted to do this for a few reasons. Uh, one, I, I love Captain America. Uh, two, I get a lot of questions. Is it because you're wearing a Captain America shirt? Is that on purpose? I've literally had this on since yesterday. <laughs> so here's here's a funny story that you guys don't know. Sean got hurt a couple weeks ago. I, I know we've mentioned that, but he is like injured. He's truly like he's my, down my for the count. My foot is fucked up. He's down for the count. Like he's not he's out of work like he's home and injured and on my the foot, couch my foot hurts like he's hurts bad. he's down so he doesn't he's just lives on the couch <laughs> i love it <laughs> like i'm not even complaining it's real bad <laughs> maggie's like please it's, go to work he's ruining my life <laughs> uh, i had a rear well, I, got, I got like a brace thing for my foot yeah that he's helps got like me. a thing so when i so, so i can, can go walk. to a movie and stuff but i i try to walk on it but he really little. can't walk like he has to like i have to drive around and pick him up like i'm goddamn jarvis <laughs> like old school jarvis with howard stark so he he's like we've been wearing the same shirt for days and it's <laughs> just yesterday it's not good. I, had a rear I do range. that a lot, though. Like, if I'm a, home for the weekend, I'll wear the same shirt all weekend. I don't care. I had to rearrange my desk so that way my computer blocks his head from my view so I don't see him anymore. <laughs> this is, it's That's so mean. It's killing me. All right. But anyway, so I wanted to do this. Uh, I mean, uh, well, first of all, just my personal take on Captain America. I was never a big Captain America reader growing up. I read... Some stuff, I want to say, around the late 300 issues. I think he was dealing with a character named Diamondback at the time. Uh, probably around... snake? Uh, what's that? Is he a snake? She. 
Is she, she a snake? She's yeah, the Diamond Serpent Society and Diamondback and all that. Everybody knows those characters, right? Bitch. Anyway, uh, so I've read Captain America for about a year, and I, I was never a big Captain America guy until the, the first, yeah, until the first Avenger, and I fell in love with Chris Evans. I fell in love with Chris Evans, Captain America. You really do love Chris Evans. I do. He's just he is Captain America. You know who I like? Who do you like? Scott Lang. You do. You love. Well, yeah. I think everybody knows you like Paul Rudd. But anyway, so that drove me to go and uh, do some more. And now, okay, I and now I'm actually I'm correcting myself because I did read some essential storylines. I did read uh, the Death of Captain America storyline. I read the Winter Soldier storyline. But this was all like mid two thousands. And it was more I wasn't even following these stories as the issues came out. I, I was picking up the trades after the fact after they had gotten a claim in uh, on the comic book websites being, you know, saying, oh, my, you know, you have to read this. This is this is a Ed Brubaker is doing amazing stuff on Captain America right now. So I picked those up and read them. Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker is the one who like really pub? brought brought Captain America into the modern era, in my opinion. And, uh, and that's clearly the Captain America that. I don't want to say that the the Russos haven't necessarily based their characters on a specific iteration of the character from the comics, but they definitely draw the most influence from the Ed Brubaker version hey, of speaking, Captain America. Speaking um, of the movies. Yeah. And the Russo brothers. Yeah. Who played Peggy Carter? Uh. I don't know that actress's name off the top. I always I know it, but I always forget it. I don't remember her name. Right. Why do you ask? Uh, Did you notice what? She's pretty. Oh, OK. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I like her. I'll look it up. I can't remember her name, but um, it's going to drive me nuts. To I know. Me. I'm looking it up. Some, Go ahead. Haley Atwell. That's her name. Oh, I, I knew I knew it. I just I have a hard time remembering it. I don't Haley. feel like I've ever seen her in anything. Haley. Atwell. I really want to see her. She did the Agent Carter TV series. Yeah, look at that shit. What? That's her name. Yeah, I, I, I told you I knew it. I just can't. It's not one of those ones you that's on the tip bitch. of my tongue. How do you know that? <laughs> you dumb bitch. Uh, but she did that Agent Carter. They had a TV series on yeah. ABC. And it, I don't watch it, but it's not on streaming anywhere. I'm hoping it ends up on the Disney Plus app later this year because I, I really want to watch it. Uh, but I don't, you know, watch TV when it's actually on. And for whatever reason, that's one of the things they they just don't stream Agent Carter. And I don't know why. We don't actually have TV. That's why. Yeah. But uh, so anyway. Uh, again, the, the Captain America movies were, were more what really drew me to the character and the Ed Brubaker version of Captain America. Uh, so anyway, uh, the other reason I wanted to just kind of do a, a comic book history is because I get a lot of questions from non comic book readers who are who have been brought into the Marvel Universe because of the movies. It says Agent Carter is available on Hulu. Really? That's what it says on here. No shit. Yeah. I, I it wasn't last time I looked, so that's very exciting. I will probably literally start watching that when we finish this podcast. But well, that's just what it says when I Googled it. It's it probably is it. But when I when I was looking for it before, it wasn't streaming anywhere. But that was literally probably, probably like a year ago. Uh, so anyway, people ask me questions. Could you stop reading the Internet while I talk to you? A little little engagement. I was reading about Agent Carter. Yeah, that's, so. this is not the time. It's like when, that's not your topic. Don't research your topic. I'm while researching we're doing your the show. topic. No, you're not researching my topic. That's not my topic. So anyway, I get questions from people. And I let me say this. I really appreciate when people ask me questions about comic books. I feel I think it's weird that you get questions from people because the questions that I get from people are all about 
business. Like, yeah, things that matter. <laughs> like, I get questions about my hobbies, which I love because that's what's important to me. Mine are all about business related and marketing. And I do like that the people come to me with stuff, but I also have to state too, I I haven't read all the comic books. So I don't know the answers to a lot of people's questions, which I hate not knowing the answers to people's questions. But you know what? I really do like talking about business. So if you have business questions, <laughs> feel free to direct them to me. So I, that, like I was going to say, though, I love when people ask me questions about comic books, because even if I don't know the answer, it might prompt might be interesting and prompt me to look into it because. Yeah. Or I might have like a little bits and pieces because I've read, you know, this comic book, which is connected to this one. So a little of that story bled over into this storyline, but I never followed that character or whatever. But anyway, I, it's uh, but I, again, just getting back to, to people who don't read comic books, but have questions about comic books, especially in relation to the movies. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say is that. When people ask me things like, did this happen in the comics or how did it you know, when did this happen in the comics? And the movies don't necessarily follow the comics. OK, and I know you're saying that, but here's the thing. The reason that people ask you that is because a lot of times you correct people or you say, yeah, that happened in the comics. So the reason people are asking you is they're kind of trying to head you off on you correcting them. I don't, that's not the vibe I get. I get more. Uh, well, that's the vibe I get. Like, like because your friend Alex was asking me about Deadpool and stuff. And it, what the actually it was her line of questioning that made me realize is like people, people who don't read comics don't understand that comics reboot constantly. Right. And that's true. Characters die and come back and die and come back. And Madeline doesn't get that either. Yeah. And so so like in one version of a character, the character might have done this, this and this and killed this character and married this character. But then they retire that version for whatever reason. And they just reboot the character. And none of that is in their history anymore. I mean, Spider-Man is a prime example. Spider-Man grew up. He was in love uh, with Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy dies. He ends up with Mary Jane Parker or and well, Mary Jane Watson becomes Mary Jane Park. They get married, <laughs> but then playing. all of a sudden, Marvel decides after years of of Pete and MJ being married, they're like, we don't really like the whole them being married, so we're gonna do this storyline where uh, they make a deal with Mephistopheles okay, no, to no. save Aunt May, and in doing so, it nullifies their marriage, and it's like they don't even they never got married, you know, okay. and stuff like that. They do stuff like that yeah. just to. You know, reboot things, change things up, whatever. Well, and that's what, like, yesterday Madeline saw Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. And she sends me a text afterwards, and she's like, so why is Sansa Stark some kind of evil witch? Hmm. And I'm like, are you talking about Dark Phoenix? Did you see a Dark Phoenix trailer? Oh. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what you were talking about. And I, was I'm like, like, I was like, she really doesn't understand Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> no, she gets Game of Thrones. <laughs> I get that now. But, but I was very concerned for but a But I'm like, I'm like, you are you did you see a Dark Phoenix trailer? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. X-Men has nothing to do with what you're watching. <laughs> I was like, so ignore oh. all of that. Everything you just saw, pretend like you didn't see it. Well, and and the other thing I wanted to address to again, uh, people and I, and I genuinely do. I love when people engage about it. it. Just makes me happy that people are even remotely interested in comic books. Is what yeah. it really is. So when they ask me questions, whether I know the answers or not, I just love that they care. Or maybe they just are like, I'll make Sean happy for ten seconds. <laughs> he gets so excited <laughs> when somebody when asks him a engages. comic book question. <laughs> But uh, the other thing is comic book continuity is a fucking mess because these characters have been around. 
since, you know, some since the, the 30s and 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. So because of that, they have what they call retroactive continuity, the term shortened that I use all the time. Retcon. Ret- retconning. They retcon things all the time. But you, you know, I, like uh, like J.K. Rowling. And she's like, everybody's gay now. Or right. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect example of a retcon. But in the comic book world, a, a big retcon would have been in the 90s. Well, Wolverine, his only mutant ability in the comic books up until the 90s was that he had a, a super healing factor. And then he had an adamantium skeleton installed. He was able to recover from that surgery, that procedure, because of his healing factor. And they installed this adamantium skeleton and the claws. And then at some point in the 90s, they just, uh, when Magneto decided to tear all the adamantium out of his body, uh-uh. they revealed that he had bone claws now. That he was just born with claws. And that's retconning. It's like, so for, you know, 30 years, 25 years, whatever, he had no claws. But now he has bone claws. And that's how it is now moving forward. So things that happen, you know, sometimes people ask me a question. I'll be, And it's funny because I'll be like, well, yes, that did happen in the comics. But it also didn't happen in the comics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like it just depends on which reality, which run of the character we're talking about. So I don't have the patience for that kind of nonsense. It, it gets crazy. It, it's not worth I should delving really into all this stuff. I choose not to have the patience for that kind of <laughs> nonsense. But anyway, so I just want to do like a brief comic book history of Captain America. Here we go. Oh, all good. Right. Here we go. 40 minutes in. Captain America was created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby in 19... 19- uh, 40 <laughs> messing up already in 1940 <laughs> and he first appeared in captain america comics number one which was published by timely comics and which later became marvel uh this issue was cover dated for Mar- march 1941 but actually released in december of 1940 a full year before pearl harbor on the cover it depicted captain america socking old adolf hitler in the jaw so that was the cover what would you that's very yeah that's from that's the, very movie yeah this yeah well the, exactly so and, I, I pointed at our tv it doesn't translate well to radio <laughs> so this again this was a, a full year before pearl harbor so america was not engaged in world war ii yet however simon and kirby were jewish americans and understandably had some opinions <laughs> they were like they're like opinions hey fuck this dude <laughs> about what was happening in the world at the time and they knew that American intervention was, was necessary and inevitable for this worldwide atrocity basically going on. Yeah. So they created this character a full year before that. So uh, his his original shield design, everybody knows the iconic round shield, but his on, on in the first issue, it actually looked like the one that he used as a prop shield in the first Avenger movie when he's just an actor, when he's a chorus girl, as yes. Tommy Lee Jones calls him. That, that kind of triangular shape. Yeah. So that's the shield he had initially and on the cover. And it wasn't until issue number two that he got his circular shield. This was due to a uh, comic character from another company who was named The Shield. And he had his logo was a giant shield that looked pretty much just like the triangular one that was oh, used. Oh, so they wanted to change it to so make they it look changed, different. It's funny. And in changing it, they created an iconic, an iconic shield instead yeah. of a traditional shape shield. And, and so... Uh, Bucky also debuted alongside him as teenage sidekick. Nope. And yeah. Mm. <laughs> His first issue sold almost a million copies and the series continued to do well for the duration of the war, selling almost a million copies per issue. And then after after the war, its popularity 
diminished, and it was canceled in 1949. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, In 1953, Atlas Comics, which was formerly Timely Comics, which published Captain America, soon to be Marvel Comics, (laughs) uh, revived the character and established him as Captain America Commie Smasher. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So in this universe, communism just around. In this version of Captain America, this is great. Communists were everywhere. Uh, they were in the press. They were part of the government. They were in the military. Communism Random people on the chatting. street would reveal themselves as communist spies and throw themselves at Captain America. So he would beat the communists, sometimes dousing them in gasoline. He was Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, they 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 mentioned this, uh, and this is a quote from an article. America's that, fire starter. Uh, it, it, they called it a dip into McCarthy-like paranoia. They revisited this in 1972 when Marvel, uh, they, they retconned away this crazy commie fire-killing <laughs> Captain America. And uh, they said that he was... Uh, uh, in, in that, that he was a commie? <laughs> no, that, that that Captain America was actually uh, a history professor, and he had a little pencil mustache, who became obsessed with Captain America and figured out how to make a super soldier serum. He changed his name to Steve Rogers, got plastic surgery to look like Steve Rogers, found somebody okay. who looked like Bucky to be his sidekick. Then they shot themselves up with their super soldier serum, but they didn't expose themselves to the all-important Vita rays. The Vita rays that they, they they used in the movie and earlier. So I, what that actually, because that they didn't do that, it didn't. Stanley Tucci locked them in yes. this thing. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't do that uh, without the Vita rays, they were subject to hallucinogenic effects of the super soldier serum. So all those commies were just an, uh, imagined and that wasn't Captain America. So Captain America was not lighting people he thought were communists on fire. <laughs> that was that was all retconned away. See, comics are fun. Comics are just fun. They're ridiculous. So anyway, so this revival attempt in 1953, it didn't go well. What? And after That's shocking, after a year, they retired him yet again. Yeah, because he was lighting people on fire in the streets <laughs> and people were like, I mean, his propaganda was out of control. I'm guessing <laughs> they were, like, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> All they're, right. They're like, uh, Captain America is lighting people on fire in the streets. This is not good. All right, so in 1963, some dude named Stan Lee teamed up with Jack Kirby, and they did a story for a publisher called Marvel Comics. Finally, Timely and Atlas became Marvel. We're at official Marvel Comics timeline. This is shocking. So they did a story to test the waters to see if they could drum up interest in in old Captain America again. The story worked, though it actually featured an imposter Captain America in the story. They were uh, Was it Lucas Lee? No, it wasn't. Oh, I thought we were doing a crossover with Scott Pilgrim. No, no no Scott Pilgrim crossover yet. So that featured an imposter Captain America. And then they decided they they introduced the real Captain America in 1964 in Avengers issue number four. Avengers only four issues in. How cute is that? Right. Is it very cute? Like, I don't know how, how cute is it? It's very cute. So and they established that I thought the Avengers started in 2012. So imagine my shock that it was <laughs> that it's so old. Uh, so this explained that in the final days of World War II, he had fallen from an experimental drone plane into the North Atlantic Ocean, spent decades frozen in a block of ice and in a state of suspended animation. 
this is the Captain America that we all know today. I was like, I know that story. Yeah, that's the Captain America we know today. It was even though he's created in 1940, the 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 Captain America we know and celebrate was is the one from 1964 in the Marvel Universe proper. Mm-hmm. So in the 70s and 80s of the comic book, there was a uh, a government official who was kind of Richard Nixon ish. Uh, he was revealed as this as the head of the uh, the evil secret empire, and uh, Captain America ended up he, he turned in his his shield and his his costume. He took up a new identity called Nomad. This was uh, referenced in Infinity War when you see him in his like dark. He blacked out the star. He doesn't yeah, have is the this mask. when he has when he has like his beard? He doesn't have his shield. Yeah, that's that's a reference to Nomad, which is kind of cool. That lasted all of five issues. I mean, it wasn't long before he was back in the Stars and Stripes, but that's that's kind of what they were referencing in Infinity War when he doesn't have his shield anymore. And he's got a beard. He's got a beard. He rolled his sleeves up, took his gloves off, all that stuff. Or what? And uh, and he's like, I'm rogue now. Look at me. <laughs> I don't think he was trying to be edgy. Uh, all right, so. And he's like, I'm emo kid, Captain America. One of the storylines in the 90s. So 90s comics were known for being very over the top, and especially in their character design. That's I feel like 90s comics, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't read comics in the 90s, but I feel like they were like a lot like WCW wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what they, that's what it that's like, not, makes me think yeah, of. The, the, yeah, they were, they were very over the top. They, the characters were bulkier than ever. They were covered in pouches containing who knows what. Nobody needs that many <laughs> pouches. You know, this was the era that Cable was created in. And uh, what, do you, what do you want me to do? Logan's calling us, so I don't I don't know what you want me to do. Hello. Hey, you can pick me up. Hey, I'm recording a podcast. Oh, okay. Do you just want to... Do you want to start... Well, we, we can... You can pause it or whatever, right? Or not? Just let me know. Uh, all right, well, let Daddy finish his segment, and then I'll come get you. Well, text me when you're on your way. Okay, okay, well. Right, bye. Bye. All right, finish your segment. So, yeah, the 90s were the era that, you know, Cable was created. Yeah. Big dude, big guns, pouches galore. All the pouches. Very lot Rob Liefeld influence. That was prevalent across a lot of 90s comics. So, in turn, uh, they had a storyline where... His super serum, soldier serum stopped working and he became paralyzed. And so Tony Stark made him like Captain America armor, which was like big, bulky blue, red, white and blue armor that he could go kick butt in. You know, very, very 90s aesthetic. And then that brings me to the 2000s, 2005. Ed Brubaker started writing the story and that he brought Bucky back from the dead as the Winter Soldier. So you, you, is that what Winter Soldier is based on? Yes. OK. Winter, and again, a lot of props to Ed Brubaker for that. So for the longest time, Bucky was dead in the comics, which was there was actually something called like the, the rule of Bucky, which was uh, you can bring characters back from the dead, but never Bucky or Jason Todd. And I forget who the other one was. All those characters eventually came back from the dead, though. But Bucky probably took the longest is either Bucky or well, yeah, it's definitely Bucky because Bucky was killed in like the 40s or 50s or 40s. Yeah. So it was in 2005 they decided to bring back Bucky, which uh, was a controversial storyline because of the rule of Bucky. Because nobody liked him. And so well, no, it wasn't because nobody liked him. It was just the fact that, well, I mean, that might have something to do with it, too. I, honestly, I don't know. But I think it was just more 
you know, let let those characters stay dead or whatever, you know? No, I don't know. I don't get it. So, like, I would have thought that the reason that they would have wanted him to stay dead is because they don't like him. That's possible. You could be right. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that because I wasn't. I didn't I didn't I don't have like comic book friends, so I didn't really have their opinions on that. <laughs> like, I feel like when you're like, no, just let that character be dead. It's like because that makes fucking, sense. I don't fucking want to read any more of that. But th- that makes sense. And especially if he was like a teenage like sidekick. Yeah. Oh, fuck and that. His name's Bucky. And his name's Bucky. Bucky. I mean, his name's William Barnes, but they call him Bucky. And um, and I mean, he wasn't really actually played by Sebastian Stan. You know well, what I mean? Well, not yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they brought him back for the great Winter Soldier storyline, and then it, which culminated in 2007. Uh, in, so we, we had the Winter Soldier storyline, then we had the Civil War storyline in comics, and then in 2007, it, uh, Steve Rogers was killed. He was assassinated after he's coming out of the courtroom. He's being tried for his crimes that he committed during Civil War, and oh. he was shot and killed by a mind-controlled Sharon Carter. But, oh, yeah, his neighbor. <laughs> right <laughs> peggy carter's niece yeah and and in the comics that sharon and, and cap were on again off again lovers like it wasn't just like a it wasn't that one time yeah uh bucky took winter soldier took over for captain america after his death he was captain america for a while steve rogers of course was eventually brought back as the gun he was shot with was some sort of weird sci-fi space gun that sent him into some temporal plane oh, or whatever you know. so they were able to and bring him back probably you know. smelled good right <laughs> no that's dc they, oh, their okay. dead characters smell really good when they come back i don't know all that stuff and it's definitely goofy but that that's a problem whenever they kill it was like when they killed superman you like you knew superman wasn't gonna be dead you knew it wasn't gonna be 20 years from now it's like man i can't believe they killed superman you know what i mean like you, in comics you know that it's like a soap opera Everybody is going to come back at some point. I especially, couldn't believe when they killed Superman. Really? Well, you were a little kid. I was a little kid. Yeah. So you didn't know that how I impermanent was, those I things was are. like, well, I guess this is it then. <laughs> Comics are over. And that was the effect it had because it, it drew a lot of attention. And I think that had a lot to do with the, the comic boom of the 90s was that event with DC that got so much publicity. I don't remember the last time comic books were like on TV be, like before that. You know, but there are yeah. news stories about the death of Superman, the death of a comic book character. Your dad bought a comic book and wore an armband and wore an armband like a goddamn Nazi. And he is not the type to do that. No, that is not. That's the kind of thing I would do. No, he said he was a he was a principal. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not a, that's not something. And he's not one of those like cool principals. So then in 2015, uh, his super soldier serum effects were nullified in a battle with a character, uh, the Iron Nail. And that's I'm when sorry. Sam Wilson took over as Captain America for about two years. So Sam Wilson has been Captain America. There was a whole Sam Wilson uh, storyline about him being Captain America uh, in the in the comics. OK. Well, before I go to get Logan, I'm just going to do mine real quick because it's only about a page and a half. Oh, so, <laughs> it sounds like there's there's a lot of people there. So yeah. I feel like Logan, be okay. Logan's doing this thing called set strike. He is on set crew. He helps build the set for the plays and it's over. So now they take it down. So he'll be fine. All right. So I a couple weeks ago watched a movie with you that I really like. And I thought I would just real quick talk about it, mainly because nowadays I don't think I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't. <laughs> like, think I'm so excited. It, I watched a movie with you like recently. Yeah, 
And huh. I did it because I didn't think it would. You really liked it? Yeah. And I didn't the hell think did we watch. I didn't think it would really translate nowadays. So I found just like literally three lines from the writer on what he how he thinks it would be received nowadays. Why are you adjusting your microphone like right Sorry. now? Today of all days. <laughs> Sorry. And I only found three lines and I was like, those three lines are enough for me to copy what, the so rest. So it was an old movie? Yeah. I'm just so intrigued. I don't remember I was this like, all. I was like, those three lines are enough for me to end it on and the rest I'll just pull from Wikipedia. So this is, this is not one of my best. Oh, who cares? Just do your thing. Oh, yeah. Well, we're an hour in, so I really yeah, don't care. Do your thing. Today, we're discussing the 1979 American comedy film directed by Carl Reiner. Oh, written by <laughs> that was Steve like a week Martin. ago. We watched like two that. weeks ago. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Carl Gottlieb and Michael Elias. And it was Steve Martin's first starring role in a feature film. And we're talking about The Jerk. The Jerk. By 1977, comedian Steve Martin was experiencing wild success. Nice. And he wanted to cross over into a film career, believing that it promised more longevity. And <laughs> he based a film proposal on a line from his act. So the line was, it wasn't always easy for me. I was born a poor black child. Based on that, he fleshed out ideas. Line. Yeah. I feel like if you did that in a modern movie, people That's, would lose their shit. And based on that theory is what I Googled. And that question was asked to him. Oh, and really? That is, Interesting. And that answer is what I'm going to close this segment on. Alrighty then. So he fleshed out ideas into a series of notes that he intended to deliver to studios. With confidence in his budding stand-up career, he imagined it would not be difficult to, to break into Hollywood. Instead, he found it more difficult than he ever expended, expected. expected. Bill McEwen was, an, was acquainted with Paramount Pictures president David Picker and passed along his notes, which the studio read carefully. It described a series of odd jobs that lead character Steve would hold in the saga, but Paramount passed on the project. Picker moved to Universal Studios around this time and moved the film along with him. Martin was able to pick which director he wanted to work with, and he chose Carl Reiner. What year was this? 77. Was this, so was this before Spinal Tap? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember when Spinal Tap came out. Keep um, going. So a box office smash, I'm talking about the jerk here, earning over $73 million, making this movie the ninth highest grossing of 1979. It was produced with the modestly what modestly low budget of four million dollars. It has been praised as not only one of Steve Martin's best comedic efforts, but also one of the funniest of all motion pictures. In two thousand, readers of Totally Film magazine voted the Jerk one of the forty eighth greatest comedy films of all time. The forty eighth or one of the forty eight greatest. One of one of the forty eight greatest. Okay. So, Naven R. Johnson. So, this is the plot for people who haven't seen it because I don't have anything Steve else to talk about. Steve Martin's the jerk. Steve Martin's the jerk. Naven R. Johnson is an adopted son. He's a white adopted son of black sharecroppers. He grows into adulthood naive, naively unaware of his obvious adoption. 
He stands out in his family, not just because of his skin color, but because of his utter lack of rhythm. Yes. His adopted family plays spirited blues music and he can't uh, keep time. So one night he hears a song on his ra- on the radio. I, I have a lot in common with him yeah. when it comes to rhythm. Yeah. And the neighborhood you grew up in. And his feet spontaneously begin moving with the urge to dance. So he sees this as his special calling and he decides to hitchhike to St. Louis, which is where the song was broadcast from. On his way, he stops at a motel where a dog wakes him up by barking at the door. So David thinks the dog is trying to wake him up to warn him of a fire. So he decides to name the dog Lifesaver after realizing it's a false alarm. This this guest is like, don't name your dog Lifesaver. Name him Shithead. So Naven agrees and the dog is now named Shithead for the rest of the film. Naven gets a job at a gas station and he he ends up living in the back storage room and he gets listed in the phone book. Very excited. But then some random lunatic flips through the phone book, finds his name, starts shooting him. That's where the he hates these cans line comes from. Yes. So please stop moving my phone. So that's uh that's when he invents the You're little... really just going to line by line go over the plot of this movie? Yeah. So that's where he opti grabs it. <laughs> I don't I don't like that. <laughs> like what if somebody hasn't seen it yet? Don't. That's where he opti grabs. Why don't you just say it's like a rags to riches to rags story? And don't spoil the jokes. I I bet a lot of people haven't seen it that you guys haven't seen a movie that is 40 years old? There are so many 40-year-old movies I haven't seen. There are two-month-old movies I haven't seen. There are like, right. 50-year-old movies I haven't so seen. So it's a fucking fantastic. Now... It's a very funny movie. So so he does this really great joke at the end, and it's actually based on a Saturday Night Live joke he did. And it's it literally is rags to riches to rags. And at the end, when he goes back to rags... He does the joke that's on the cover of the of the book of the what's it called? Like the art. Yeah. The artwork, the, the movie cover. poster. Yeah. And it's him like holding a whole bunch of shit with his with his pants around the, his ankles. And that was an old Saturday Night Live bit he did. Oh, He's like, okay. I don't need it. I don't need anything but this this chair. I need this. And I like, didn't know that. He, yeah. So that's an old bit he did. So he actually worked that back into the movie. And he um, he was asked in 2015 by The Hollywood Reporter about how the jerk would be viewed today. So in the jerk, you played a white son of black sharecroppers and who doesn't realize he's adopted. Do you think you would be able to get away with that in today's era of heightened racial sensitivity? He said, I haven't looked at the jerk in a long time, but looking back, everyone was treated with so much respect. We had a famous opening with Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee singing on the front porch, two very well-known blues artists. And you might get a knee-jerk reaction, but it wouldn't be, it would be very hard to get a verdict against it in court. So he thinks that it would hold up and that... Well, the, that's, that's the thing is, I, I think the majority of people that saw it you yeah, know, would, understand would okay how it, well. it would just be those those Twitter people who would have to jump on it and talk I about mean, how terrible it is. And because truly the jerk is such a good movie. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing on the making of it because it was from the 70s and it's just not treated 
The only thing that I can find on the making it, of it is It's not a mean-spirited awful. movie at all. No. No, and it's named after The Idiot, which is like some play like, or something. Oh, okay. That sounds like something Jerry Lewis it's, probably did. No, 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 no. It's like it's like a well. It's, oh, okay. It's like literature. Oops, that's me. The squeaky <laughs> dog toy. <laughs> but it's and it's intended to be like a it's it's very funny. So we watched it and I was like I was like I wonder I wonder if Steve Martin's commented on on the racial issues and how sensitive everyone is today. Yeah. And he addressed the question well though without Yeah. Like everyone was treated with so much respect and everyone was well aware of the spirit of the movie which is comedy. Right. And the fact that you know what these these black sharecroppers took in the white child left on their door and raised them as their own right like there's like nothing there's yeah. nothing mean-spirited about it no they don't they don't treat him mistreat him or anything they treat him fantastic he sends home money they reinvest it and they take care of him when he right when he breaks himself down it's a, it's a sweet movie it's a very sweet movie so it, bernadette peters there's the she's the love interest marie yeah he wrote that he wrote the part of Marie for her. Oh, okay. So that's why she plays it so perfectly. Right. And there's a big um there's a big scene on the beach that turns into like a love song. Yeah. And Marie gets out her trumpet and starts playing, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And Steve Martin said that he was devastated when the audience did not receive it as he expected. He thought that was like a tearjerker touching moment. Oh, the, the trumpet? The whole entire scene. Oh. He thought that was like the emotional well, the song part. was, but when she busts a trumpet out, it's hilarious. It's, it's like hilarious. It's like naked gun style. You know yes. what I mean? Like that. She just gets a trumpet out. Like, where did you have a trumpet? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who the brought a trumpet scene, to the beach? It's a very emotional scene, and they're talking about the their relationship, and then they start singing the song together, and then she busts out a trumpet and just starts playing. I thought that was hilarious. I did not know that was unintentional. Yeah, and he, like, he was like very upset by the screenings and the audience reactions of to not to not thinking that was like a very emotional that, scene that would suck especially if you really wrote it to be something and it was re- and received it, completely differently it's received as than a, intended yeah yes. so that, that movie was fucking great it is a great movie but i gotta go get logan so all right well i guess i'll wrap up all right. I, I just I, I kind of got cut off, but I was just, I was going to mention some of the other people who got to be Captain America besides Steve Rogers. But it's not important, I guess. It's not a big deal. We don't need to go into that. It's fine. You get <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? You want to just keep going with your podcast? No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll wrap up there. Uh, I just want to establish that Captain America. There was there's probably been like. Hi, Crowley. I think it's been like between 15 and 20 different people who have been Captain America. Anyone could be Captain America. Yeah. It's like no. it's like uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's like you can wear the mask. It's like you can wear the shield. Right. You know? There's been a Captain Britain. All right, calm down. Yeah, there, there's like, been a lot of... On. There's been U.S. agent. No. Yeah. Everybody, everybody calm down. We're getting dumb well, now. <laughs> but, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, go go to our Patreon donate some money yeah hey you wanna, <laughs> i forgot to do that earlier yeah we forgot to do housekeeping if you want to we're gonna get in on some more of those um 
live streams where we like just hang out and talk. They're more like hangout sessions with us. Not that we're super amazing to hang out with or whatever, but it's just kind of fun. It's just fun. It's fun it's to chat. It's like and and discuss things and hear other people's ideas. And yeah. So thoughts. if you wanna if you wanna hang out with us or whatever, um, we should probably put a link to that YouTube video somewhere. It's on. It's on our Facebook and it's in our listener group. Oh, okay. So if you want to watch it, that's where you go to get those links, or you can get it on our, you know, YouTube channel. Right. Which so, you can also subscribe to. Right. If you want to. If you want it any other than those three places, I can't help you. I mean, now you're just getting needy. <laughs> Jesus. Well, right? I mean, where else where else do you need to go? All right. All right. Go That's get everything. our son. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye.